Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome into Lake Night. Here on this Tuesday evening, News Talk 830 WCCO. Christopher Tubbs in tonight, producing. And I hope that everybody out there enjoyed the uh, the Twins game and hang out with us for a little bit longer. I wanted to start tonight's show talking about... I want to get back to... I guess you could still say it's a controversy between Live Golf and that tour or series. They say golf series. And the PGA Tour. Well, the news today is about Tiger Woods and a bunch of the top PGA Tour players had a meeting, um, which I love this because I think it's in the best interest of the PGA, its top player ever in terms of name recognition. You can debate whether, you know, Arnie's the best ever or Tiger's the best, or Jack. When we talk about worldwide recognition, there's never been a more famous golfer than Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, with all the injuries, with all of the flaws exposed from years past, he's still a draw. So Tiger Woods arrived, according to ESPN.com, um, earlier today, in Wilmington, Delaware, which is the site of this week's BMW Championship. And he wanted to talk about the future of the tour and how to strengthen it just based on this ongoing back and forth with Live Golf. Because Live Golf is trying to get some more of the best players in the world, and Tiger's trying to help out the PGA. He's staying loyal to the PGA, right? An American tour. So he flew with Ricky Fowler, and they met with a bunch of guys. And the list, it says some of the guys that were there, Justin Thomas, 
Rory McIlroy, Jordan, uh, Jordan Spieth, and some others. They met at a hotel. It lasted three and a half hours. And most of the PGA Tour's top stars were there. Now, the thing that I loved about this is that Jay Monahan was not there. Okay, He was not invited to the meeting. And other tour administrators were not there either. So what the players are doing is that th- this is what they call in the business that players-only meeting. That's what they're doing, Chris. Like you, we hear about it all the time in the NBA or we hear about it in, in you know Major League Baseball, the players-only meeting, right? This is what they're doing, and Tiger's the one that's leading the meeting to try to get this thing kind of sorted out. And I like this because what he's doing is he's saying, look, guys, you know this is how it went. Ear out any grievances that you may have right here, right now, with the PGA. The grievances can't be um, something in accordance with money. Okay, it has to. It has to be actual. What are your actual issues? We need to get this straightened out because we need to get on the same page and take it back to Jay so it can get sorted. Forget about the money part of it. All right, we got we because and I, the reason why you present it that way is because with Live Golf, you're never going to fight that fight and win that fight with them based on money. Yes, correct. That that's not that's not. So you have to take all of that and push that in, in, uh, aside, because there are people just in life. No matter what somebody does, no matter how evil, no matter if the person just has no morals whatsoever, if they will make you rich, you will take that money. There are just people that will do that. Yeah, and we're seeing that now. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, those are the players that are on the the live tour or event or whatever they want to call yeah. it. The interesting thing about this, Henry, is for me, for the longest time, Tiger Woods, at least to me, seemed like he was Switzerland in a lot of things. Like he didn't want to get involved politically, and I don't know if that was by design because I mean, Tiger Woods had and still has a monumental brand. Well, I know why he didn't want to do it. Okay. And he, because early in his career, he was living a double life. So when you, when you have all of these endorsements, when you have all this money, when you're the best player on planet Earth, like you're not going to get messy when you're already messy, but the world doesn't know about it. Like there's too much, ad, you know, you don't want to come across as, the hypocrite, because you already are like, well, people are like, you know, family man, he's got everything. Oh, he's you got to protect you. You gotta he's protect got to protect your image. He's, he's got the he's got the rock star model yep. wife. Uh, he's got the kids. He's living on top of the world, and he was living on top of the world, except everything wasn't on the up and up. I think that in his life, he understands that legacy matters, and he's like, I've made multiple mistakes. I had I had uh, I made mistakes in my marriage. Okay, and he's not the first nor the last that will. He made mistakes with the – he had the, the issues with both drinking and then there were prescription drugs. Yeah. And then he had – because he had the DUI and then he also had the terrible wreck. I, he's he had a lot in, going on. In which he yes. could have lost his leg. Yep. So in this particular instance, I think that the maturity of Tiger Woods is he's like, man, I'm a better man Sometimes, today. It, yeah, I've, there I've are things grown, that yeah. – I've grown from – all of that stuff that occurred in the past, and I don't want other guys 
that are going to be the next rock stars on the PGA to to go down the road that I was on. Not only do you, I want to give you my wisdom, my knowledge, and my advice, but I also want you guys to understand what is happening here with the PGA. And I just got to be honest with you. And I said this uh, I said this months ago, okay? And I repeated it a couple of days ago on Twitter. The live golf thing is not about promoting the game of golf. It is it is cover for other things that have been happening with Saudi Arabia. So that government they are wanting to get into the pockets of American players and other players from around the world to make it seem as though, yes, we are doing something positive, we are doing something good, and they are just trying to cozy up to stars. That's all that this is about. It's, it's all it's masking not, and working your way in. It's, it's, not about, it's not about promoting the game at all. That's all cover for all mm-hmm. of this other stuff. They want the stuff about the American journalist Jamal Khashoggi to go away. That's never going away. They can knock that off right now. Don't think that because you buy 10 or 12 golfers that all of a sudden Americans will forget about that. It's not ever going away. And so, you know, now we're starting to see some of the questions about, well, hold on. Why was Jared Kushner, um, uh, Donald Trump's uh, son-in-law, why has he been so buddy-buddy with MBS and all of this stuff, right? So we're starting, we're starting to see all of that, and I think that Tiger understands that too. We've got, we've got 9-11 families, fam- of, uh, families of victims of 9-11 that are literally going to golf courses – when Liv tries to put on a tournament here, and they're protesting. Yeah, anything to do with the Saudis, it, it, it's never going to be looked at at face value as being anything positive because there's always this feeling of there's something else at play. It's like, okay, yeah, you're showing this on the surface, Henry, but underneath it, as you said, it, it's a cover. And Tiger Woods, I don't know, you could look at all these different times in his life as you know, having an epiphany or that quote-unquote come-to-Jesus meeting, right? Maybe there comes a point in somebody's life where you've accomplished everything that you can and you realize it's about more than money. And this is about more than money. Yeah, he understands it. Yeah, and, He understands the play here from Saudi Arabia. Right, because he understands a, it, what yeah. live is about. He understands all of this. People, people have to understand this. He's not dumb. He understands the play because if Tiger Woods didn't care, if Tiger Woods was dumb, he'd take the money. He's not doing yeah, that. Yeah, and, and think about it this way, Henry, and I've thought about this as well. Maybe I'm naive to the whole thing. If this was really about golf, why did Liv just create this? Why did they not do this years ago if they really wanted to get into the golf game that bad? Why, why now? Am I just looking too much into the circumstantial timing of it, or is there actually something there? Because I, I do find the timing of all of this extremely ironic. Maybe it's coincidental. I've, I've mentioned this many times. I've mentioned it many times. There, it's not coincidental. Okay, so you're seeing the same thing that I'm seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Saudi. People are, are always quick to say, well, what about China and the NBA? We've admonished the NBA and China before. Yes, but we let's have. also let's also talk about distinctly the differences. China had Yao Ming. Tell me who the golfer is from Saudi Arabia that's lighting it up and making this thing happen. 
You can't find one because it doesn't exist. So, no, there is no hypocrisy from one side to the other. We can say it's all bad, but there's different levels to this. 651-461-9226 if you'd like to weigh in on this specific topic. I do like the evolution of Tiger Woods. I want to continue with that because, to me, this shows some growth in him. And, to me, this shows that he truly values He truly values what the PGA has been and what he thinks the PGA should be. We'll continue that conversation coming up next and mixing your phone calls on Lake Night. All right, talking about Live Golf PGA Tour and the fact that Tiger Woods is is trying to rally the guys. He's trying to bring the PGA Tour guys together. I think that this is big. This is a big deal. This is big for the PGA. And I think that this is part of Tiger Woods' legacy. Tiger Woods knows that he's the most popular golfer that's ever lived. Tiger Woods has been the face of the PGA Tour in golf, just a sport, forever. He knows that. He understands how much weight he carries with just being Tiger Woods. So he understands that when he walks into a room full of PGA Tour players and he says, hey man, this is what I think needs to happen, that carries a lot of weight with those guys. Does it carry more weight than hundreds of millions of dollars from um, Saudi Arabia and, and live golf? Probably not. But I think that there's another thing that's that was probably expressed by Tiger today that that I want to get into. I don't know that this was even brought up at all. Okay, I don't know that because I'm not in <laughs> in Wilmington, Delaware. I don't have anybody inside with the uh, with those conversations. This is just me guessing, okay? This is flat-out guesswork by me, but I'm going to give it a shot. This is my theory on one of the thoughts, ideas that was expressed today by Tiger Woods with those tour players. And the reason why I say this is because if I was Tiger Woods, this is what I would say. I would simply say in the meeting, guys, first off, you guys are the best in the world and you're playing on the best tour in the world. Competitive tour. We're not playing 54. We're playing 72. The history of all of the people that have been a part of the PGA is there and it's not going anywhere, number one. Number two, guys, the purses are already getting Bigger, based off of what we're seeing with Liv. And maybe they won't be as big or as massive in terms of how much money you're going to make. But you're going to make more money just because of them. Because, for, quite frankly, you've made more money playing golf because of me. Number two. okay, And then number three, this is the bigger point that I would make if I was Tiger Woods. I would say... Guys, I just got to keep it real with you. 
10 years from now, I don't think live golf is going to be a thing. Boom. I don't think it's going to be a thing 10 years from now. I think that the PGA Tour, which is here, and it's real, and it's been here, will forever be here. Live Golf would not be standing 15 years from now. There are guys on that tour right now that are, yeah, bank accounts, a little fatter today. Five years from now, they'll probably be like, why would I leave? I have nowhere to go. I'm dead serious. Now, whether the PGA Tour takes them back, that's a totally separate issue. But I believe, Chris, that Live Golf is a flash in the pan. It won't even be around. This To, to me, what Live Golf is going to end up being is the new school USFL. Yes, 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 and more yes. Because you, you mentioned it, Henry. It's a quick money grab. The PGA has a long storied history. And, and yes, this is the shiny new toy with boatloads of money behind it. And it's, it's the new shiny thing, right? But what happens when all of this starts to wear off? I just don't know that there's enough substance underneath that. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the USFL. Because you can't challenge, they wanted to challenge the NFL and they lost. You know, live golf, while right now they might want to challenge the PGA in the long run. They're not challenging the PGA. They're not challenging the PGA. They They think they are. They they will not in the long run be able to compete, and I'm going to tell you why. Quite simply, because people out there are like, what are you talking about? They got more money than, that is true. But you know the reason why Live Golf would not be able to compete with the PGA? Because they truly don't care about the sport of golf. That's all that stuff about guys sitting at press conferences talking about, we're here to promote the game. I don't want to talk. We're here to promote the game. They're not promoting the, they're not lifting up the game of golf. Tell me what TV channel you can find Live Golf on. They have tournaments. You don't even see the highlights on ESPN. That's growing the game. That's not growing the game. That's not doing anything for the game. So that's why I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a flash in the pan. And I'm not saying they won't be on tour next year. I'm not saying that they won't be having a little uh, – uh, because they're going to actually have more events next year, right? But I, in my in my opinion, Live Golf most likely won't be a thing Six or seven years from now. I just, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm because their heart's not in the right place. If they truly were about uplifting golf and making golf um, as great a sport as it possibly could be, then yeah, th- then maybe. That's not what this is about. No, th- this, is, this is about money. And again, you got to have structure, you got to have some sort of foundation to build. Because if you don't have that foundation, Henry, you're not going to be have you're not going to be able to have anything that's sustainable, and I just don't see it's sustainable because two, one thing that I think hurt the the USFL and the XFL is that they were put together fairly quickly. I don't remember Live Golf two years ago saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put together this 
monster you know competition against the PGA, and this is what we're going to do. You know, th- this is kind of our mission statement. It was just like, boom, here's a ton of money. Who wants to play? Come over. Let's bleed the PGA. Let's take all of their players and let's deplete them and get you know steal all of their resources and then make them obsolete. That's not happening. Yeah. All right, so we will uh, take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then after that, uh, we'll get into uh, well, an NBA topic that I absolutely want to talk about. And it involves Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, he got a settlement from the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers, his old team, and I absolutely hate it. I'll discuss it after weather on Lake Night. I kind of hate this story, to be honest with you. I'm talking about it, so I don't hate it that much. But I hate how this is um, how this has played out. So Brooklyn Nets all-star guard Ben Simmons and his former team, according to this report, the Philadelphia 76ers, reached a settlement agreement on the grievance Simmons filed to recoup a portion of the nearly $20 million withheld from him as a result of his failure to play games in the 2021-22 season. Sources told ESPN on Monday. Both sides, <laughs> I mean, they agreed that they wouldn't talk about this, okay, keep it confidential on what the exact financial settlement is. But this bugs the hell out of me. And the reason why it bugs me is because of how this played out. I'm all, and, and look, I know that some people will be like, well, hold on, Lake. For the longest time, you've always been for the players getting their money. And I am. Okay? This is a little bit of a different situation. Ben Simmons quit on the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons refused to show up to work. Ben Simmons was. I mean, just horrible towards the team that was paying him. So the team that was paying him said, we're not going to pay you anymore because you're not showing up to work. And so then the battle becomes between the players saying, okay, I'm not, not only am I not coming to play for you and you're withholding my check, but trade me, which ultimately it led to the Brooklyn... Philadelphia trade. But the part that bugs me is that Ben Simmons comes out a little bit as, a, as I don't want to say, not as the ultimate winner, but he wins. Is he recouping the majority of the money? I hope not. Is it likely that he recouped maybe, I don't know, 30% of it? Maybe. But I hate this because he's getting something when he doesn't deserve it. In my opinion, Ben Simmons wasn't owed anything from the 76ers. That's just me. Now, maybe there's some stuff behind the scenes that I clearly don't know. Okay, Not in their locker room. Not in their meetings with their um, executives. But we saw how this played out publicly. He's a professional athlete. They got criticized by the fans there because he was scared to shoot the basketball last uh, uh, last uh, playoffs of last year. When he was in Philly, remember that play? 
He's on the block, spin move. Instead of dunking it, he passed it. And they never let him get away with that. They said, man, we're not going to ever let you walk away from that moment without some grief. We're going to let you know that we didn't like that, that you were scared. And what's that saying I've always used forever? If you're scared, get a bodyguard. He was scared. Ben Simmons was scared. In the moment, biggest basketball moment of his life, he was scared. So what ended up happening was his coach, Doc Rivers, gets questioned and says, hey, can you win a championship with this player? And Doc was like, man, I, you asking me that question right now, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I think that's real. What you want Doc to do, lie? So Doc was real. The fans were real. And somebody's feelings got hurt. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to say that a player should never have their feelings hurt. They're human beings. They're not robots. Okay? I know they get paid a lot of money, but they got feelings too. Everybody gets emotional. Okay? Or a lot of people get emotional. Hell, I get emotional. My buddy Matt passed last week. I cried on the air. All right? So we get that. But there's certain parts of all of this where you're going to, you know you got to wear it. Ben Simmons is a professional basketball player in Philadelphia, or he was. And he knew he was going to get some criticism. That's what happens when they max you out. And when you don't play well, just go to the media and say, you know what, man, I didn't play well tonight. And in the biggest moment of my career, I made a bad choice. I passed the ball. I should have took. I should have. I should have been a leader. He didn't do that. He told the team to trade him. And then when they said no, we're not trading you. Then he said, "Well, I'm not showing up for work." Well, he showed up for work, and he, he didn't give. He, he kind of half-assed it, right? That's that's what he did in practice. We got video of it. And they said, "Come on, man, you, go have a seat. We we can't do this." And then he then he. And this is the thing that bugged me too. Remember Chris when he said something about his mental health. I didn't like that because I don't want people playing with with mental health. Like, like there are people out here in the world that truly have issues and struggles, and they battle with mental health and depression. Yeah. When it, he threw it, that out there, I was like, nah, don't play with that, dude. Do not play with that. That's not anything to be played with right now. But he doesn't care. I mean, Ben Simmons doesn't care because one thing you can't check – you can't doubt anybody if they're going through a mental yep. health crisis. When they say it, you got to accept that they that they mean it, right? Because yeah, I mean, it's not like a broken bone or you know a torn ligament or anything. It's like mental. You can't see it. It's affecting me. You can't see it. The only one that knows about it is me because it's internal, and and that's that's where I feel like you say it, it, it's a cop out, and it was it was a poor play. It was somebody who. He didn't show up in that big moment, and he didn't own the responsibility. The fact that he didn't come, he didn't want to take responsibility for the fact that he didn't play well in some of the biggest moments. Yep, and it was always blaming somebody else. And like you're saying, it, it, it just you don't want to see somebody like that who abuses their position and work it to their advantage. And I feel just, like he got rewarded. I yeah, really, I really, I really do, and I hate that. I, I feel like, I feel like today, the 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 seventy sixers caved or something. Just, I feel like he got away with something and he shouldn't have. You figure maybe they just settled to say, let's just they wanted to be rid of him. Let's I just think. get done with this. It's yes. over. It's done. Yes, yeah. I can, I can, I can totally see that. 
I can totally see that. But it's just, I hate it, man. It, it, it's frustrating when you see that play out like that because you're like, dude, you don't deserve. Like, seriously, you deserve all the criticism you get. And when you um, quit on your team, you shouldn't have got anything. Joel Embiid needed you. You weren't there for him. All the praise, none of the none of the criticism. All the glory, none of the criticism. Tobias Harris, he needed you. Mm-hmm. You weren't there. You know, so I, I just, that's the part of the story I'm like, okay. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. All right, uh, we will take a break, come back, we'll do headlines. That's next on Late Night. All right, it's time for headlines, something that uh, me and Chris have been doing for the last couple of years. You know, we got Chris doing a little bit of everything on this station, but he's back with me here tonight. And so let's uh, dive into headlines. All right, let's go for it, H. Lake. Hopefully I remember the bit. Uh, you know, with the start of the school year inching closer and students getting ready to return to the classroom, school districts are scrambling to fill the empty positions as the nation struggles with a teacher shortage. Now, St. Paul Public School Superintendent Dr. Joe Gothard was actually on with Vanita earlier today. And, you know, he shared that things as they currently sit, his district has around 100 teacher vacancies. That's right, 100 teacher vacancies, and they're working around the clock to get those filled before kids return to their desks. He said it's really fluid, and they'll be ready to go September 6th. You know, when it comes down to what his district needs, he said it's specialist, art, FIED, positions like that, you know, special education, multilingual learning. But this teacher shortage has been growing for the last couple of years. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that in the last two years, from 2020 to 2022, approximately 600,000 teachers and staff have walked away. And that is a really scary thing for students. I think that, you know, right now in this country, the, the thing that we have to understand is that we have to, we have to make sure that we recruit the best and the brightest, and we have to support these people. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about just in the sense of education. Okay, so follow me on this. Okay. The narrative that we have been told, and I'm not saying that it's it, it's 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 a terrible take, is that in this country, look at how police are being viewed and how they have been criticized and how they have have uh been they've been heroes their whole lives and now all of a sudden they've been you know vilified right the villains yes so so this is the deal okay we understand why some of that took place okay because of brianna taylor because of george floyd we're not sitting here saying that all cops are bad people because that's flat out false that's not true are there things that need to happen with the profession to upgrade it and make it better? Absolutely. But the reason why I bring up police officers because we're lacking numbers there. We are also lacking numbers because people have left the nursing profession. And so now we're talking here in this specific headline about lacking teachers. So my point is, is that with a lot of different professions, we are going to have to do a much better job of incentivizing those situations and those positions and supporting those people with good salaries, great training, and great support. Because we're talking about police officers, we're talking about nurses and people that have been working in hospitals, and we're talking about teachers in the classroom. Am I wrong? 
No, you're very much wrong. I feel like there's. Two- I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Oh, you say I'm very much wrong. No, you're very much not wrong. Okay. Sorry. No, I, I mean, the the strain that it's putting on teachers financially, uh, psychologically, you know, uh, all of these through the pandemic where they're trying to work with their kids, you know, via Zoom and, you know, dealing with the whole mask issue and the fact that they have to pay for their own supplies. It's, I mean, you're driving some very good people away from positions that they are going to be sorely missed. Like a good teacher is so hard to find. Yes. It's, it's, it's so sad. Hey, a, a judge in Colorado said that Jenna Ellis, an attorney who represented former President Trump during and after the 2020 election, must appear before the Fulton County, Georgia grand jury investigating Trump's election schemes. Now, in granting the request from a local Colorado district attorney on behalf of the Atlanta prosecutors leading the probe, uh, Gregory Lamon stressed the limited role he was being asked to play. Quote, this is one witness in this state testifying in another state. He said at the end of a one-hour hearing in the matter, Fulton County investigators have subpoenaed Ellis for the grand jury testimony August 25th. However, they've offered a range of other dates she could appear instead in order to accommodate her schedule. Hmm. So she's going to show up, right? I mean, they're going to make it easy for her. Hey, hold on. Remember Rudy said he could. <laughs> what was the excuse that Rudy said for why he couldn't go to Georgia? Do you remember what he no, said? No, I, I, I don't. I try not to listen to what Rudy Giuliani says. <laughs> I I still cannot get that image of the him sweating in the in <laughs> yeah. the dye. The dye rolling down the side like it's some sort of like he's at the gym on the elliptical, like working out like forty five minutes at cardio. What was it? Was it Miss Ellis? Wasn't she the one that was in the courtroom when when Rudy farted on her? Yeah, I think she got COVID because Rudy <laughs> farted on her. Oh my gosh! Let me stop laughing, man. This is supposed to be a serious headline here. Yes, it's so serious, Henry Lake. So serious. All right. Hey, well, well, but it is serious business. To it, where it, it is. Though, you, yeah. need to, you need to go to Georgia and you need to be a part of this. Absolutely. If there was nothing wrong, then you got nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. You know. Hey, Walmart had good news today for investors and uh, economists worried about a looming recession as the retail giant gave a much rosier picture of the consumer spending that it offered less than a month ago. Now, on July 25th, Walmart warned that its earnings for the rest of the year, saying that high fuel and food prices were prompting consumers to cut back. Um, the earnings warning was seen as, as another sign of growing weakness for the economy. But today, they said they got a good customer response from those price cuts last quarter. And even though they expect earnings will fall in the second half of the year, predicts a smaller drop in profit than what it had previously reported or expected. I am. When I think about so many of these stories, and I shouldn't lump them all into one, but this is just my overall thought. It's right now because we're all concerned about the economy. We're concerned about inflation gas prices, food prices, everything. I think that we're all here as we get kind of hit over the head with story after story, headline after headline. We're just all thinking at some particular point, can this just kind of just start to settle down just a little bit? Because that's what I think. Stabilize a little bit. Yes, that's what you want. Yeah. You know, because it's funny, you know, we're talking about, man, can we get to summer? Summer's over. Now people are like, well, before you know it, we're going to have Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know what? Before you know it, we're going to have Christmas. 
and you want to be able to buy stuff for your kids. You want to be able to provide uh, things for your family over the holidays. So, yeah, we just want to see a lot of this stuff just kind of stabilize. Yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. That's that's the main word right now, stabilize. Are you a big fan of the Hunger Games, like the Hunger Games trilogy? I haven't watched one. Okay. I like, so, no. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the honesty, Like. I like the Hunger Games. I'm not so big on some of these prequels. I feel like maybe you're trying to shoehorn certain stories in maybe where they don't belong. And right now, it looks like the Hunger Games, uh, the prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, well, now they've got their villain in Viola Davis. Now, the film's officially Instagram released the news on Monday. The Oscar winner is going to play uh, Dr. Volumnia Gall, the head game maker of the 10th annual Hunger Games. Now, the movie is going to follow Suzanne Collins' 2020 novel and is going to focus on the story of Lucy Gray Baird, a tribute from District 12 in the 10th Annual Hunger Games, where kids fight to the death in front of an audience. And I, I, I like the premise, but I sometimes feel like if you're going to do a prequel, it's got to be done in a timely fashion. I, I just I don't know if I'm going to like this. I probably won't even watch it. Because I feel like you're just trying to, you're trying to shoehorn in on some sort of money. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this one's out of my wheelhouse right here because I haven't watched it yet. So I need to watch it at some particular point. And I, there's a lot of things I haven't watched. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. What just ended? Uh, Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Didn't see it. I didn't even see um, Breaking Bad. Oh, dude, see, I'm yeah. behind. So, so, so. But I mean, the good news to all of this is that <laughs> when I do get that that couple of weeks off just to kind of chill and binge, I got plenty to watch. And the great thing is, like, if people have spoilers, you're going to get to the point where you're not even going to know what the spoilers are. Yep. Because you know, people are going to talk about it, and you have no idea what they're talking about. You're like, oh, well, is this something? I guess. But, yeah, that's, that's the joy of not getting involved in that because that stuff sucks you in, man. Yeah. All right, the NBA made an announcement earlier today that I think that everybody should appreciate and everybody should applaud. What is it? I'll share it next here as we kick off the final hour of Late Night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.